think, you know, I had never had a reading before. However, there was no scepticism on my part. Very quickly, I knew that it was him. Mm. Definitely the the fact that you said <laughs> made me laugh, how calm and grounded he he was. And also when he he acknowledged how traumatic it was for me finding him and the acknowledgement of that but the fact that also within that he managed to make a joke about that <laughs> no matter yeah. how inappropriate <laughs> definitely told me that was him <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's funny sometimes I'm like really you're gonna make me say this like are you kidding oh me? yeah <laughs> Do you know? oh, he would <laughs> This is Moving Beyond, the podcast. What you're about to hear is an unscripted session with a psychic medium. Fleur had no contact with the participants prior to this meeting. They were screened by me, Elizabeth, one of the producers of the podcast, in order to preserve the integrity of the psychic reading. Absolutely no information was given to Fleur before their psychic session. My name is Fleur, and I am an intuition teacher, a psychic medium, and host of this podcast, Moving Beyond. Here, you have the opportunity to be a fly on my wall and listen in on an intimate reading in which I connect someone to their loved ones on the other side. You will hear stories of grief and tremendous loss, but you will also hear stories of love and connection and witness beautiful transformations. Thank you for listening with an open heart. I truly believe that we heal in community, and you're here. You are an important part of this one. This week's episode is super special because I get to revisit with Christy. Now, Christy comes to us from Season 2, Episode 7, titled Moving Beyond Shaken Beliefs. I personally fell in love with Christy because she is so resilient and has such a beam of light in her. For those of you who didn't listen to the episode, go back and listen or enjoy our conversation and then go listen. Uh, but the synopsis of her experience and of that episode was that she had lost her beloved Gary and they were true partners in life one of those true soulmate connections and it all looked great, right? Like perfect life together. Everything's going well, no signs of trouble, lots of youth in their favor. And then he passes very unexpectedly, which leaves her with shaken beliefs as to like, does she really believe that there's something else and complete heartbreak as, as would be understandable. So she has done so much work on herself. Um, I think this episode today really speaks to the resiliency of the human spirit that no matter the heartbreak, there is a way forward. We're talking about it in this episode. You're going to hear how much Christy has done for herself and how much she's doing for others. And that really, really excites me. So it's not just a look back in terms of we haven't spoken in a long time, so it's exciting to see where she is now, but this is also, I think, a very valuable episode for you 
If you're feeling stuck, you want a little bit of inspiration, and you're looking for some tools to help you in the processing of grief. I hope you enjoy it. I loved this conversation, and I cannot say enough good things about Christy. I wish her well in all of her future endeavors, and I know that she's going to help a lot of people. Yeah, so... Thank you, Christy. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I I was looking back through my calendar today, actually, and I feel like it's been a year, if not more, since we did our reading and our follow-up. Because I was going back to November 2021, so it's it's a long time. It has. How have you been? I'm, I'm, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, it seems like a long time and a very short time. I know. I was thinking back, um, knowing that we were going to connect again. So yeah, it was a a year past November, um, and I'm doing well. I would say that I'm definitely on a journey. It's it's amazing the twists and turns that that your your life takes. You can have best laid plans and all that, but you know things don't always work out as you plan, or you don't see where things are, are going to go, but. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm doing good and it was it was so interesting to go back and, and listen to my reading mm. from over a year ago and really think deeply about how far I've come personally yeah. in that time yeah. um, and the changes that um, have happened in my life and actually yeah I'm, I'm really pleased with how life is turning out. <laughs> Oh, that's so great. Okay, so I would love to hear, first of all, you're listening back to this reading. Yeah. What was your first kind of resonance with it? Are you like, wow, I'm a completely different person now? Mm-hmm. What does that mean for you, this sense of, look how far I've come? The best way I could describe it was, obviously, I, I was listening to it, but it was a bit like looking at somebody who's vaguely familiar. Mm. So I, I think one of the things was that I could I could hear how sad I was. I, I could hear that in my voice. But but thinking back, that was that that reading took place around ten months after Gary yeah. had passed away, and it's just not long been two years since since he since he passed away. And I know that at that at the point that the the reading had taken place, I had definitely just begun to come through the the, the rawest part of of mm-hmm. the grief. So I resonate with the girl in that reading, um, mm. but I think I've I've definitely built on her. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think the biggest thing I could say is the healing that's taken place. I, I don't want to sit here and say, "Yeah, I'm totally healed and all is great." I'm not. I'm not going to do that because that that wouldn't that wouldn't be true. Mm-hmm. But the, a huge amount of healing has taken place in that time. And so I would that, love to also to yeah. say because. I think for people listening, yeah, you were in a place where perhaps you thought, I'm never going to not feel this bad. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Right. And it's one of these things that when somebody so close to you passes away um, and you do really feel genuinely like you never will ever feel, I think the way I would describe it is whole again you, you everything is smashed apart however 
everybody says to you at the time, you know, time is a healer, you know, things will get better. And you're in the middle of this absolute chaos and hell. Mm. And, and how could things possibly get better? How could I possibly ever feel better? But it, it, you do. You 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 know you you learn to get through the 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 raw the rawest part of it, and you know and that sometimes is just surviving on a daily basis. Sometimes that is just getting out your bed, or you know doing the smallest thing. But the, the healing does start to come, and it, it does get better. I, my life is not what I I thought it would be. However. My, my life is great. My life is good. Mm. And while I still grieve Gary every day, that grief is very different two years on that, that, than what it was like initially. It's a bit like carrying something that you couldn't actually carry in the begin with. It, it just yeah. flattens you. Then yeah. every day you learn just a little bit more to be able to lift it and hold it, mm. carry it till it becomes yeah. something that actually becomes part of you and that you, you you do feel you feel it every day but in a different kind of way if that makes sense of course well I'm, I'm so happy to hear that that you've had an evolving and I, mm -hmm. and I will also what, what it makes me feel or remember is a conversation that I had with a grief counselor many years ago and she had said in the first two years it's actually really hard to make any real progress you're really just letting the person be in the processing of the pain. Yes. And I thought that was interesting to hear from a grief therapist also because I feel sometimes when people go through a massive grief that there's so much pressure that they put on themselves to move forward, right? <laughs> and it's kind of a nice compassion to have for yourself that like the first two years, it probably be, will be very hard to feel like you're making progress initially. It's mm -hmm. not until the two-year mark that you go, okay, I can do some deeper unpacking and deeper healing. And that doesn't mean you don't have moments in between, of course, but yes. I would also say it's very normal. Yes. And I, I think that's something that I found is that people around you or people beside you don't always know how to deal with grief. Grief can be a, a really icky subject mm -hmm. for many reasons and, and I, com I completely completely understand that. It's trying to make that more normal to talk about yeah. grief and that grief will show up in different ways and very much for me it shows up differently now to the way that it showed up in the past and that's the, the, the good part of that is that it's more manageable, it is mm -hmm. something that I can recognise and almost honour and say that's yeah. okay do you know this is part of now who I am this has mm -hmm. shaped me as a as a person this has shaped my life yeah. but being comfortable and saying that it, it's okay just to be and to process the loss and for all pressure to, to mm -hmm. be taken off the grieving person yeah. because people want to see that with the best will in the world because they love you that they, they want you to be okay and of course, it will be okay, but there's not a time frame around what that looks like. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. If that's if that's if there's one thing I've learned in working with anyone going through grief, it's that there surely is no timeline, no. and it's not possible to compare. And 
also we've since learned with the, the grieving stages, right? That they actually weren't meant for the person who's grieving. They were meant for the person who's dying. So yes. I think that caused quite a lot of Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's, you know, her work was all about these stages of grief and it was misinterpreted to mean the sta- the seven stages of grief of the person who has lost someone, but it's yeah. actually the person who's dying. And so it created a lot of literature and a lot of ideas that right now that are still very active where, oh, I have these stages and I need to go through them in order. And if I don't go through them, then I've messed it up somehow. And yeah. none of that is actually true, right? <laughs> you go through a little bit of all of it. Yeah, I always remember on, on a really dark day and Googling the stages of grief mm. because I think I was so desperate just to know, was there going to be an end point? Right. <laughs> was this yeah. absolute hell ever going to stop? And it's, you know, now that, like you say, that, you know, more has come out about the stages of grief and things and, and, I, look, and I look back as to where I was versus where I am now. And, you, you know, very much so that these are things that you can jump about on, yeah. you know, on a, on a daily basis. And when you're right in the thick of it, that could be from hour to hour. It's yes. not about maybe sort of having that big long term look into yeah. the future. It's just about surviving the next hour and, you know, how do you manage and how are you? How do you look after yourself? How do you, mm-hmm. you know, how do you care for yourself and amongst all of that? And I think that was what I gradually began to learn was that it was okay just to be. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Yeah. What has been some of your biggest self-care techniques? Oh, wow. Now, and this is the bit that I don't recognize myself from mm. the past to, 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 till now because, you know, you learn a lot of things through grief. And somebody said to me about not only that, but grief can bring you gifts mm, I know that's absolutely. I, I think that would sound peculiar but actually the learning that sometimes comes out or certainly has out of my grieving process so self-care for me has been first and foremost I believe learning to talk about my mental health mm. and about how how I'm feeling I was a person that was very much the probably like the British stiff upper lip. <laughs> yeah. The, the the smile on your face um, before Gary passed away and just pretend everything's mm. I'm fine when really inside that you're not. So I think actually acknowledging how you're feeling and being open and honest with those around you about mm-hmm. feeling and accepting that that's not a weakness, that that yeah. is okay. And for me mentally, that's been a, a huge, huge journey for me in terms of, and we touched in, on it in my, my last reading, which was about the PTSD and the anxiety and things. And being open and honest about that with th- those that I trust so that they understand me a little bit more and, and can help around that. The other things that have helped me, meditation has been huge. And as a person that used to always be like on the go and every minute, you know, mm-hmm had to be accounted for mm. and actually having time to dedicate to being still being yes. alone sitting with myself and my thoughts that was something that I used to be terrible at um, if I didn't have a thought that I liked it got pushed away and I would distract mm. myself from that but now it's it's learning to sit with 
feelings, yeah. um, happy feelings and like, really uncomfortable feelings as well. And meditation has been a massive thing for me. And mm. that kind of led me into being able to find out and follow a little bit more about my passions. I felt mm -hmm. that when Gary passed away and, you know, a, a few months later, we, we had been together a very long time and your life is so then intertwined with somebody else's that you start to look at yourself without sounding silly. You start to think, well, who who am I without this person physically here? Mm -hmm. What 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 do I like? What do you know? What what interests me? Because I it was so difficult that met so many of my my interests, my hobbies, the things that made me Christy were so mm -hmm. intertwined with with Gary. So. Nice. And I remember that almost being like a secondary loss of actually, mm -hmm. I just feel like a shell. And then it started to come that some of my interests and some of my beliefs that I had started to come back. And, mm. thought, okay. and so for me, learning about, you know, mental health, because that was something that I needed help with um, in, in terms of my grief and how I was feeling. That became something that I actually became really interested in. So and it became a passion because I believed that actually it's really important and it's important to me and I'd like to find out more about this. So mm -hmm. another aspect of self-care has been really following my interests and giving mm -hmm. myself time and freedom to do that. Oh, that's incredible. That and is a gift. That's such yeah. a silver lining. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Such a silver lining. I think this is, this is so true for anyone who's grieving partner loss or someone that they've yeah. lived with, right? If you're a caretaker mm -hmm. and you've lived with someone, I see that very often in someone who's maybe taking care of dying parents or whatever that is. It becomes such a part of your identity, the, the mm -hmm. doing things together, the togetherness yes. of it. It's very yes. hard. It is a secondary loss. Yes. You're recreating who you are. And I think we can even see it in, in, breakup losses or mm -hmm. any time there's a shift of like, what do you do day to day and who do you talk to and who's around you? And I think it's such a real thing to bring up. Mm -hmm. And it's fun finding the time to, to sit with it and look inside and see, okay, that didn't, that wasn't as planned that, you know, but that this is what I have in front of me. Yeah. That, you know, almost this is the hand you have been dealt. And that, however, what, what lights me up what is it that I find even a moment's comfort in and what started as a moment's comfort then became a longer period of time and led into other interests and other passions. And that that has really helped me almost becoming a little bit selfish with my time yeah, and my energies. Yeah. And I think in the grieving process, it is important to be selfish because yeah. you need all that care for yourself it's like mm -hmm. it's gonna take all of you yes. to pull yourself through yeah and I, I think it's a wonderful thing to bring for up. me that's taken a very long time and that that's still now sometimes I have to say well you know I, I can only focus on me at this current point and you know and that, and that is two years on sometimes you know other people's emotions can weigh heavy mm. about taking care of yourself first and foremost Absolutely. Do you feel like you're stumbling around a little bit on your spiritual journey? Well, one thing that can help you find purpose and direction is knowing your archetype. 
archetype are universal patterns of purpose and behavior that once you discover yours are really going to help you find your place in the world and your purpose in the world. I've created a very fun, very quick quiz to help you find yours, and you can find it in the show notes or at mediumfleurfleur.com. Finding your archetype will help you find direction, and we've even offered you some resources to find that next steady step on your spiritual journey. Go online today and find your archetype and your direction on your spiritual path. Before we get back to our show, I want to tell you about our Patreon. Patreon is an amazing way to help support the show, but also it's going to give you a sneak peek into something we've never offered before. You can find pictures, videos, little memorabilia between the client, the person that I'm connecting with, and their loved one on the other side. These photos are often ones that I get after sessions, but I'm wanting to share them with you because I see them as a love letter and just a beautiful way of honoring those who have passed. If you are at all curious, if you want to see them, if you want to honor them too, please check out our Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes and you can help support the show. Thank you for being here and enjoy the rest of today's podcast. Where are you now? What is what does life look like now that you say it's so unexpected? You know, what is what does that well, look like? In my last reading, you you touched on that Gary had um, brought up that he was really proud of the work that I had done on my mental health and my well-being. And around that time, I had been studying Reiki and things like that, just as a as as a hobby, just as something that I was interested in. And that that's led into other interests and you had mentioned that I was looking at a change of career which I have been and I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do but there was this certainty after the reading I had been thinking about it but it just I just sat with it and was like okay that's that's great this will happen at some point anybody who who knows me really well would know that Previously, I've not been known for being patient or just being able to sit with something and see how it happens. Um, And in the last few months, things really started to fall together and I've begun to to study trauma release through so that people, a modality that means that people don't have to speak about their trauma, but there is a way of physically releasing that from, from their body and I'm so passionate about that and that resonates so much with me and my experiences that I've, I've began to build together a little plan of maybe where I might move into a new career and feeling really aligned by all of that and really sort of sparked and enthusiastic. That, that's been a huge thing for me. Really, I'm very excited about the future also that I just know that I have a really good life that Gary's passing has brought some people that I didn't know before into my life who are now amazing friends and that I have such a great support network around me and that actually I'm probably more outgoing now than I've ever been because I have this different sort of viewpoint on life which and is, he used to be the outgoing one, no? If I remember yes, correctly. very yeah. much so. 
Yeah. So he was the life and soul of the party, the outgoing one, the yeah, let's do it, worry about everything else tomorrow. As I was the conservative rule follower, no, let's do this, like, you know, do everything that everybody expects of you. So I almost feel in some ways I've kind of stepped into a bit of his legacy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and actually that you know that some of that has rubbed off on me in, in my new life and that makes things exciting and I'm I'm really happy at where I'm at. Oh, so good. I love that you're doing the trauma release. For those people listening who just kind of peaked up a little bit and were like, hmm, maybe I need that, what yeah. what do you see trauma release as being and as doing? So the way that I'm, or what I'm studying just now is all based on dynamic breath work and acupressure, so touch and breathe. As somebody that's gone through a really traumatic circumstance myself, I remember in the beginning, people always wanting you to talk about it because it's, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's good to talk. And it wasn't till I, I met an amazing lady who worked in mental health who said, to me very candidly, Christy, if you don't ever want to talk about that again, you don't have to. And I remember that being such an epiphany (laughs) and a a release that that, that this expectation that I had to talk about this just was able to go. Mm. But the more that, you know, I've I've been interested in reading different things and, you know, learning about your, your body and your mind, about how your body does store trauma, and that that can come through in, you know, some of the responses that, that you have in terms of your mental health or your well-being. And it really interests me. So I think that's the bit about you don't have to talk about things, but there are exercises and steps that you can take in terms of breath work, in terms of visualisation, in terms of act pressure, things that you can do that will allow your body to begin to shift that energy and to help you feel better and I know that it's really helped me and so I thought I would like to study that in in the sense of maybe being able to go on and help others. I love it. I think it's huge. Honestly, I'm so happy that there's people like you out there doing it, especially the ones who've been through the thick of it. You know, that's Mm -hmm. so important. I, I fully believe in it. I, we actually bring it into the retreat spaces when we talk about building intuition and activating intuition on retreat. Mm-hmm. As I was developing my own methodology as to how I was teaching people, I realized like we, big part of where we get into in our way is the the storing of old emotion and the storing of old trauma. And you don't even need to really be able to pinpoint what it was. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what we do to start every morning on retreat actually is just that. It's the breathing work, it's the movement work and yeah. It, we do it really light in retreat, but the ultimate goal is we're just creating some space, right? Yes. Just some space for you to feel, like to feel something different, you know, and to mm-hmm. feel your intuition and your own spirit speak to you because I could teach all the methods of how to feel or hear your own spirit. But if you're walking around in a body that is overwhelmed by trauma or has just never known how to release it, and I would say that applies to everyone, people going yeah. through grief or not. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And it doesn't have to be related to somebody passing away. Trauma looks really different for, 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 for everybody. And unfortunately, everybody will have experienced trauma at some point or another. So 
as an aspect of self-care and being able to to look after yourself mm -hmm. for me it has it has worked greatly and it's part of a a toolkit that you mm -hmm. use or i use in order to 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 feel better so to share that with others is the exciting. other aspect of it that just that i was just thinking of as we're talking is to learn what it feels like when your nervous system is released and relaxed is so big because yes. I feel so often we are untrained in that. We don't mm -hmm. even know what we're looking for as the end destination. And something like trauma release can help you to reevaluate what your baseline is and recreate your baseline. Yes. Yeah, I would definitely say so. I think before, before Gary passed away, I was very career driven. I was probably one of those type A personalities. And I, I look back and I, I can make a joke of this, but I don't think I'd been calm in years. So, right. <laughs> you know, that, that's a bit where I, I thought I was, yeah. I was calm, but actually right. my, my nervous system and the adrenaline and, and, and things were, were always on the go. And then obviously yeah. Gary passed away and there, it was a really traumatic event, which then that stratospheric for me so to be able to find tools to be able to you know I, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm absolutely cured and that every day I feel great but now when I know that I'm not feeling particularly good that I have steps that I'm able to take yeah. and I know what that feels like now yeah. versus thinking I was okay and maybe that I wasn't mm, that's great that's so good to hear. I love it. Mm -hmm. It's such a pleasure to get to witness this because yeah. I just, you know, I, I work with people one time and then in the podcast series, we've had the follow-up, but getting to watch you really choose to be happy in, yeah. maybe that's not the right word, but to choose mm -hmm. to invest in yourself Yes. I think is very courageous and it's fantastic to see. And I just want to say like, you're right. You are a different person and the ability for us to evolve like that mm -hmm. is inspiring. Oh, thank you so much. That, that really means a lot. It really does flare. I, I just think that eventually I, I drilled down after Gary's passing eventually and thought I've got two roads I, I could go down here, yeah. um, which is that I can let this define my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was 39 when Gary passed away, so still a relatively young woman, or I could let it shape my life and try and still have a really positive life after his passing, because he was such a, a big character and such a larger than life person. And that came through in the reading as well, that he wanted me to be happy, that he was cheering me on. And that is my motivation at times on a, on a really tough day when I don't maybe want to do the things that would maybe help or make me feel better. I think, well, no. And he still gives me little signs that give me a nudge in the right direction mm -hmm. to get moving anyway. So yeah. that, that really helps. But thank you for saying that. Oh, well, he said it. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. You could thank him. I he think it continues to be true. And I think, yes, it's particularly true for Gary, but I feel universally that is one of the big takeaways from doing readings 
over the years is I have never felt anyone on the other side say, I hope you're miserable for the rest <laughs> of your life. You know, yeah. <laughs> never encountered it. Like, I hope you get totally stuck in grief. Yeah. You know, they're going to see you again, mm -hmm. I think, believe. So it's a completely different awareness of what their passing is for them. This is yes. like temporary for them, mm -hmm. right? For us, it's permanent, but for them, yeah. seemingly. And so I have just never had that experience of someone saying, yep, yeah, like, please be miserable. Please get stuck. There's an understanding of it, of course. Yes. But yeah, I would echo that. They don't all say it in quite the same no. wildly enthusiastic way, but I would <laughs> echo that for everybody. Yeah. And that, you know, I take comfort as well that I know I I know that he's around me. And I think before the the, the reading that you and I had together, I was fairly sure, but was doubting myself in the sense that maybe I just felt I was desperate to know that he was there and was I maybe looking into things a little bit too much to you know make myself feel better but everything that you were able to give me confirmation on was pretty much everything that had been you know in my head thinking did I imagine that was that mm. was that really a thing so very quickly I was able to make peace with that and it, it's allowed the relationship that Gary and I have to continue, <laughs> it, you know, and I still have a, a, a relationship with Gary. So I talk to him all the time, you know, and I have times where I'll sit and just have some time that I hope that he's there with me. And yeah, so it, it's it's nice to it's nice to continue that, and it's it's good to to have that moving forward. Oh, it makes me so happy. It makes me happy to see you doing well and and also to know that the read impact impacted you. You know, it's it's very meaningful to hear. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. No, thank you. Thank you for listening. That was such a joy. What a delight. I have another announcement. This is the last episode of this season. Yes, can't believe it the finale of season three. We've been together, you and I now, for three seasons. And of course, you can always go back and listen to those episodes. I, we, we hope to be back sooner rather than later, actually, in a different way. So if you haven't yet left a review, please do so now. It is truly the currency of this platform. So if you've been listening, it would make a huge difference. I read every comment, I read every review. And the number of times I've kind of looked at the number of little reviews left, you know, even if people don't write a review, and I'm like, oh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you know that I'm sending you some gratitude from wherever I am in the world to wherever you are in the world. I feel like there's this network of people that are listening in that feels so special. It makes it feel like we're doing something profound here in the world, you and I. So thank you. But tune back in a couple weeks, maybe three weeks, more or less, because I've got a very cool, new, exciting project and I want to share it with you. So don't forget also subscribe here if you haven't yet so that you'll be the first to hear about that new project. Cannot wait to continue making magic with you. Thank you for being here. I hope you have truly enjoyed this last season and I send you all my love. Thank you for listening to Moving Beyond, the podcast. 
We would like to thank everyone who has shared their loved ones, their stories, and their heartbreak with us, making this podcast possible. If you haven't yet left us a rating or a review, we would greatly appreciate it as it helps others find the show. Moving Beyond is an independent podcast produced by Fleur Lesink and Elizabeth Mihalich, with additional support from the team at 2020 Intuition, including Lotta, Teresa, Min, and Jill. Original music composed and produced by Lucas Tuttle. To learn more about Medium Fleur and her book, Moving Beyond, that teaches you how to access your intuition, psychic ability, and spirit connection, please visit www.mediumfleur.com. The link is in the show notes. If you'd like to be on a future episode of Moving Beyond, please send Elizabeth a short email detailing the loss that you've experienced and how grief affects your daily life to podcasts at mediumfleur.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at mediumfleur.com. If you'd like to know more about the guest and the loved ones who appeared in this episode of Moving Beyond or how we create the podcast Moving Beyond, please visit our community at patreon.com. Simply search for Medium Fleur, M-E-D-I-U-M-F-L-E-U-R. We'll see you there. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.